Hello, everybody. Dr. Amy here. There was a great question in our elite, elite access group, um, doctors who have gone through and are certified and have brain blossom in their offices and all this, this that group. And I thought, oh, this is a great one and we should talk about it. So the question was, I've been working with a child. She's four years old. She started when she was about three um, under care. And when they came in, one of their primary concerns was that she was W sitting. And they knew, the parents knew this wasn't good. The chiropractor knew, hey, W sitting. Um, and we'll do a quick review on that. That's a window into the brain, of course, because all behavior is a window into the brain. And in that case, sometimes we find that when we're W sitting, um, one, it's not good for the knees. It's not good when you look at it from just a physical standpoint of why we don't like it, why physical therapists don't like it, why in schools they talk about it, and occupational therapy and these type of things. Some of them are saying, hey, it's a window to the brain, but really it's also, well, it's not good for you. It can create problems with the knees, with the hips. Um, it's not good, but we're really after like, why are we seeing this W sitting? So one of the things that we look, we understand is that if we're seeing a W sit, we're seeing that a lot of times there's some low tone, maybe low, low core strength. We're, we're having a child who is needing to create a wider base to create more stability. It could be because it could be because there are unintegrated primitive reflexes, particularly sometimes you see a symmetric tonic reflex among other things. And you have to be careful because what we see so often what I see is providers saying, if we see a W sit and we see that there's a persistent symmetric tonic neck reflex, um, then we should be working on that. We should be doing these exercises, these primitive reflex integration exercises to integrate that reflex. Well, maybe, but maybe not. Um, so we first need to just understand why we're seeing it. So it could be from um, an unintegrated reflex, which again, we have to say, but why do we have an unintegrated reflex? So we have to first ask, do an exam, first observe, then have an appropriate exam, and then put the big picture together. Then we know what clinical tools are necessary, clinical, educational, um, cognitive parenting, what tools to bring to the dance, right? To bring to the table and in what order. Um, so. It could be the reflexes, it could be tone, it could be gross motor, it could be vestibular um, challenges. Um, overall, it's there's we're needing to create more stability, a wider base to accomplish this upright seated position. And we know that that's not the most efficient thing. So we know it's a window into a brain that is not there yet when they're, be, when they're at an age of being upright, right? In the seated position. So they then accommodate and create this W set. So the behavioral approach of saying, hey, just don't do that, hey, just don't do that, um, even though we understand we don't wanna do that because it can create these other challenges, the behavioral approach of, hey, just don't do that is probably not gonna get long-term results, right? Maybe short-term results, but you're gonna see the kid continually going to doing that, or you're gonna see other challenges. Like if we can get them not to W sit, they might start to develop curvature in the spine or poor posture because they still have the underlying reason the weaknesses, the low tone, the vestibular challenges um, that are creating the need to be in this wider base. So that's just looking at that. That's really not what we're here to talk about today, but it is important and we have to look at it as part of this conversation. So we have a child who they came, the parents brought them because they were like, hey, there's W sitting, we know it's not good, brought them to this focused certified doctor and who, who does um, who's part of our lead access group and does brain blossom and all this stuff and 
has the exams dialed and all of this. And um, the, the chiropractor said, hey, we um, have been working with this girl for about a year. She, parents and everybody, we're seeing improvement clinically. We're seeing improvement subjectively. The parents are like, ah, we're seeing all this improvement in all of these other areas, except she's still W sitting and they're concerned. And so we have to ask, why? Is it because she just has an unintegrated reflex? Is it because she still needs vestibular work, deficit chasing? Or if we're seeing changes, we're seeing wins in her ability to connect, move, engage, learn in her world in more sophisticated ways, which correlate to more uh, growth in neurodevelopment, moving up the hierarchies of development, more efficiency in brain development, and therefore tools we're using to engage, therefore we're seeing improvement in the way she's engaging and moving. And maybe even the clinical exam, I'm not finding vestibular issues. I'm not, I'm finding gross motor is really coming along. I'm finding that reflexes are really coming along and they're integrated. I'm seeing her subluxation findings are, are changing and she's clearing and she's way more efficient. I'm seeing it on her clinical exam. I'm seeing it on her functional brain-based exam. I'm seeing it in how she's exhibiting um, and engaging in her behavior. I'm hearing it from the parents. We're hearing it from the teachers, but she's still W-sitting. Why is that? Here's the thing. You have to remember that when this child learned the task of sitting upright, she needed to create this compensatory strategy because of her deficits and disorganization at that time. So she created this, this compensatory mechanism of creating a wider base and getting in this W position, this W sit position. Well, then that can become routinized. And so then we go in and we make all of these changes. We're tilling the soil with our clinical tools. We're doing our, um, our, our chiropractic, creating more neural efficiency, reducing stress and inflammation, creating changes on the functional brain-based exam. So we're seeing gross motor, fine motor, primitive reflex, vestibular eye movements, all these things are changing. But she still has this routine, this routinized patterning, this behavioral strategy, this strategy of how she sits upright. So this is when, when we can check all those boxes and say we're seeing all this improvement, but we are also still seeing this old routinized pattern. And this goes the same for, it could be a reading pattern we're seeing. It could be a movement pattern like this is what we're talking about here. We then say, ah, this is a clue to us on now it's appropriate to talk more about, in addition to what we're doing neurologically and efficiency-wise and looking at functional brain-based assessment, now it makes sense that we are more dealing with this in a behavioral, not saying we have a bad behavior, but saying we help to teach her different ways to sit. We use our, you know, our physical therapy and our OT and all of this, the, our friends like this and our common sense and our parenting and mentoring and we say okay so now let's get you a chair to sit in um, or a, a ball to sit on and let's practice doing that for a few minutes a day and let's start what we call playing a new game this is how you sit upright not in the w position and then merging that playing that a little bit um, getting her engaging in this movement in this in this body awareness with her new tools that she has, and we will start to see that melt away. And that's when it would be appropriate, and we'll see more long-lasting change of when we're saying, not shaming, not 
saying she's in trouble, but helping her see that, oh, she's W sitting, helping her have some awareness around she's W sitting. This is when rewards and things like that could come in and be more effective and more appropriate because we've dealt with the underlying neurological inefficiencies and gaps in functional uh, brain-based assessment, uh, gaps in where she is in neurodevelopment that would have originally led to these challenges or this presentation. This is how we use the information in this focus approach to put the pieces together to know we're not just chasing a deficit of W sitting or a primitive reflex, we're understanding why we might be seeing what we're seeing and when, what tool, clinically, educationally, um, uh, parenting-wise, you know, when which tool is appropriate. So think about that. This applies to cognitive routinizations, movement routinizations, behavioral routinizations, all of this. This is just a great example of a very specific and easy to visualize movement um, routinization, which is a WSET. So this is when you can use your chiropractic clinical assessment, the, the focus, how we teach to look at this in focus, asking and answering the two big questions. Are there signs on your exam and on your re-exam? Are there signs of inefficiencies in input processing output? And then the second question is, how is this child processing their world or adult? And we answer that by looking at their functional brain-based assessment, primitive reflex, gross motor, fine motor, eye movements, auditory, verbal, visual cognition, quick and easy, putting this stuff together to say, ah, it makes sense that she would be W sitting, or it makes sense that she's having wins, and now it's time to talk about behavioral strategies. Okay, everybody, um, I'm back. I had taken a little break for a couple weeks, and now I'm back. Please let me know your thoughts. Let's hear your questions. We're here as a learning community. We have a lot, we have interdisciplinary group here. We have educators in here now. We have a lot of um, occupational therapists in here. Um, we have some speech therapists in here. And it, it is primarily for chiropractors, but this is all about you know, getting rid of those imaginary lines between professions and learning how to work together with our specific tools that we have, not trying to be the other one, but work together to do the best for our communities that need us. Remember, there are no purposeless behaviors and chiropractors, you are here to till the soil to make sure what everybody else is doing is more effective because we're working first on the nervous system, about communication and connection within the nervous system. And when we can make sure that we have that and have that efficiently uninterfered with everything else becomes more effective and we can we can monitor change on the functional brain-based assessment uh, as we are correcting subluxation and doing our measurements there so um, remember we have to know we don't have to necessarily do more in our practice we can stay chiropractic but we do need to know more all right uh, be well everybody and do good work